Blog Talk Radio. Time with Pastor Steph. Good morning, good morning, rise and shine. You're on with the due time with Pastor Steph. Why are you this morning? That's what I like to hear. That's what I like to hear. For this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. So, where were you last week? Oh, last week we started off the week shaking the Monday morning blues with the due time poop. And we talked about, boy, in Wisconsin, a serious lockdown in their prison. Why? Because they do not have enough correction officers. Yes. You know, we've been talking over the past couple of weeks about the shortage of not jobs, but employees. And uh, unfortunately, this Wisconsin prison system is not any different. And it's even as bad in the federal prison system where they've had to get nurses and teachers and cooks to guard the inmates. And You know, we started asking and talking, why are we having this problem? Why is there a problem with people wanting to work? What seems to be the issue? Well, one of the things, people don't want to be micromanaged anymore. No, they don't want managers hanging over their shoulder, asking them any questions that they don't want asked. They don't want people, you know, they don't want punching the clock. They don't want to punch the clock. No. And we started talking about the fact that, you know, people are actually stepping into the entrepreneurship world. And, you know, a social media influencer can make so much money these days. And that's what people are actually going for. They go for the things that, they're thinking they can do that's going to actually bring them money and they won't have to endure going through, you know, all of this, you know, uh, an hour lunch time and, you know, just co-workers, you know, it, it, people don't want to do this stuff anymore. So that's where our conversation ended up. 
yeah, we're, you know, we uh, got to think about what we're going to do to make that money if we don't want to work for other people. All right? So, so that was our main conversation on Monday morning. And, of course, we could not finish properly if we did not have our switch tip for the week with Shanti's and shift your focus. Oh, how appropriate the conversation. But, you know, that's not what she was really talking about, you know, shifting your focus. You know, we have to uh, focus more on God. You know, we're not doing that. It's, it's what we can do, you know, to make ourselves happy. You know, what we can do to, you know, have enjoyment out of life. You know, if you see that you're doing something and it's just not working, it's just not coming together for you, you know, you have to shift your focus and think about your relationship with the Lord and, and what exactly is happening between you and him and how you can possibly make that better. Have you found that you've had to shift your focus? How has it worked for you? You know, I'm sure if you're shifting, now is more on God than more on maybe clubbing or, you know, just hanging out or whatever it is. I'm sure that choosing God has rendered a much better result in your life. Okay? So if you haven't tried Jesus and things are not going right for you, I think you might want to shift your focus and just kind of jump on the Jesus bandwagon. Okay? All right. Well, let's talk about a Tuesday church folk day rolled around. And we got to talking with our pastor, and we talked about the teacher who was fired after, you know, she had premarital sex and got pregnant. Well, she got fired from a school, a Catholic school. Yes, they're in your business like that now. Yeah, back in 2011 when she signed the contract to become a teacher, she actually signed the contract saying that she was not going to have premarital sex and definitely not get pregnant. Now, somebody might be asking, well, who signs a contract for that? Well, guess what? That's what happened. You know, she signed that she would live by the Catholic law and Catholic rules and regulations. And, and can I tell you something? They held her to that. So... You know, New Jersey Supreme Court actually upheld their ruling. Definitely might have a baby, but she don't have a job with the Catholic school system anymore. Ah, go check that one out. Wow. Wow. Wednesday rolled around, and our girlfriend Vivian. Uh, got to give us her socially conscious segment. And uh, the employee shortage continues over in Philadelphia where they are offering parents $300 a month to drive their children 
two schools. Why? Because there's a shortage of bus drivers. So now it goes into the pockets of the parents or whoever can get the kids to school. And if you can only get to get the school child to school one way, then uh, you will only get $150. But I got to tell you, that don't sound like a bad deal to me. Mm. Well, the ladies got to talking. And, you know, we talked about, you know, the habits that we have that are destroying our walk with God. There we are again with that shift in your focus. Well, laziness was at the top of the list. Oh, habits came right behind it. The ring came behind that, and comparison was on the list. We're comparing ourselves to people. Yeah, that's destroying our walk with God instead of us focusing on what God wants us to do. Yeah. What are you going to do? you got to get yourself together. If your thought and your desire is being with the Lord and strengthening that walk, then you're going to have to stop some of these habits that you have, okay? Well, go back and listen to the ladies and hear what they had to say about that. All right? All right. Well, Therapeutic Thursday rolled around, and we got to talking with our due time crew, and Dear Abby was the name of the game. Yes, yes, yes. Well, what are some of the things that uh, they needed uh, some, uh, let's see, advice on? Mm, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Oh, mm, go back and listen. <laughs> yes, I'm sending you back to listen. Why? I got a whole list here, but I need you to go back and listen because you know what? I guarantee you that the advice that we gave, Yes, you need to go back and hear some of that advice. Yes, 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 and more yes. Well, Freestyle Friday rolled around, and we got to talking with the men about Rosie Perez and the fact that when she was actually filming the movie Do the Right Thing, she felt that Spike Lee, actually was taking advantage of her at the time. Yeah, you know, when uh, she was doing that scene in Do the Right Thing with the ice and, or that, you know, that love scene, uh, you know, she accused uh, Spike Lee of, you know, ignoring her desire not to really be a part of that scene. And uh, you got to go back and listen to the story because when you actually hear the details, nah, that's not the way it went down. No, not at all. So again, I'm sending you back to go and listen to not only Thursday and Friday, but to the whole week because we had a really good week here on his due time with Pastor Steph last week, and you got to go back and catch all the conversation, okay? All right. Well, today is uh, shaking the Monday morning blues all over again. Can you imagine 
We're back here already. God has been amazing. And we have come through a weekend unscathed. Well, unscathed enough to be able to be with one another again here. And I give God thanks for having you on with me. And uh, we're about to get this party started. So go get that healthy breakfast. Go tell somebody that it's due time with Pastor Steph is on. And whatever you do, whatever you do, don't go anywhere because we will be right back. How do your parents protect you? My mom holds my hand in the parking lot. Mommy pushes me at my coffee. Um, my mommy doesn't let me ride my bike without a helmet. Mom won't let me wear higher at the playground. They give me flirty so that I can swim. My mommy says, watch where you're stepping so you don't step in dog poop. My mom tells me to call her so she knows that I'm safe at the bus stop. My mom won't let me drive her car to Italy. As parents, you protect your children in many little ways every single day. Getting them vaccinated is just one more way that you can help to protect them and keep them healthy. Vaccines can protect your child from serious illnesses and diseases like measles, mumps, and chickenpox. Contact your doctor today to make sure your child is up to date on their shots. Get your child vaccinated. For more information, visit odh.ohio.gov. Good morning, good morning, and good morning again. Welcome back to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. And we are shaking the Monday morning blues. Yes. Uh, some people start the week off and, you know, they're uh, a little messed up still from the weekend. But have for fear. We're here together. All right. So you don't have to be bluesy, not as long as you have Pastor Steph and the G-Time crew right beside you. So uh, let's get to talking so we can shake that blues, all right? Well, you have definitely heard that the COVID numbers are jumping. I know you have, no matter where you live, these COVID numbers are beginning to increase for the past weeks. They have been going up, 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 and, you know, there are three new variants, variants, yeah, and now because of that peak, we are now being required to put our masks back on. Yeah. You know, some of us haven't taken our masks off. You know, just recently, you know, I really 
stop wearing my mask going out. And now I'm going to definitely have to put it back on because a couple of people that I know, they actually contracted COVID over the past few weeks. And definitely in order to protect myself and my family, I'm going to have to put that uh, mask back on in New York City. You know, just in February, they dropped the mask mandate. And now we are all starting to put our masks back on. It's so bad that in a college down in Atlanta, they have now put a ban on parties and large student events for the next couple of weeks so they can, you know, kind of streamline these infections as well as, you know, do some tracing and see, you know, where it's really coming from and so forth and so on. So put those masks back on. It's better to do that now than to be restricted later. Do you remember how this all started? So if you do not want to end up back there, I advise you to get yourselves together and, you know, begin to wash those hands again. Remember, we used to go through all of this, uh, these mandates and things like that. So before we get there again, excuse me, let's get ourselves together because I surely have been enjoying being out and about and not having to wear my mask. So I don't want to have to get back there. All right. So come on, people. Let's get ourselves together. Well, get those pens and papers out because I got a little health tip that might mean you some real good. And looking at this list, I think a whole lot of us are going to need this health tip. We're talking about some high inflammatory foods that can sap your energy and raise your risk for cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. All right? So, I'll give you a couple of seconds to get those pens together. Wow. Are you ready? Now, I know for those of us who really enjoy that barbecue, char-grilled meat, they say. Yeah. Well, they say whether you're barbecuing or pan grilling, char marks, burnt edges, oh, that must going to kill Shanti are a clue that your food contains HCAs and those are compounds that cause fat and protein to oxidize. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, I said it right. To oxide and causing oxidative stress and cellular damage. They say cooking any animal protein at a high temperature can form HCAs, but red meat is likely the worst offender. 
and that comes from the research on cancer, all right? They say meat that's been cooked over an open flame also often contains polycyclic, aromic, aromatic hydrocarbons. Let me say that again. Polycyclic, aromatic hydrocarbons, and that's known as PAHs, which form when fat and juices drip down and cause smoke that latches onto the surface of your food. PAHs are also found in cigarette smoke and car exhaust fumes. Oh, my Lord. And I mean, oh, my Lord. Wow. So they say if you love the taste of char-grilled meat, you can prevent some of the damage by marinating it in a combination of lemon juice and herbs and spices. So they say black pepper, rosemary, thyme, oregano, basil, sage are all loaded with beneficial antioxidants which counteract inflammation. Let me get that to you again. Black pepper, rosemary, thyme, oregano, basil, sage. Okay? All of those herbs are beneficial antioxidants which counteract inflammation. All right? So we're talking about those high inflammatory foods that can sap your energy and raise your risk for cancer, diabetes, and heart disease. Next, processed meat products. Oh, that's going to kill me. <laughs> All right. They say salami and bacon and that hot dog. They say processed meat is inflammatory for a few reasons. And one of the reasons, high saturated fat content. They say saturated fat makes fat tissue in your body more inflammatory. They say these foods also contain high levels of sodium nitrate, a compound that may convert into nitrosamine and increase the risk of gastric cancer. They say plus, they're a major source of AGEs, especially when cooked at high heat. And they say, think about the bacon sizzling in a pan. Mm, mm, mm. They say AGEs cause oxidative stress and inflammation and may accelerate age-related diseases such as macular degeneration and Alzheimer's. Mm, mm, mm. Woo! All right. Well... They say that a high intake of red and processed meat was strongly associated with a higher risk of colorectal cancer. Oh, boy. Deep-fried foods. They say trans fats are largely banned at this point, but 
that doesn't mean that you can simply supersize <laughs> your order of fries. <laughs> yes, they literally use that word, supersize. We haven't used that word in years. They say whenever you deep fry foods, and particularly when you're using the same oil over and over, as it's done in restaurants, you create inflammatory molecules. All right? You should also be cautious when sautéing your food at home. Whoa! Virgin olive oil is great, but it has a relatively low smoke point. And once you see that it smokes, any health benefit is canceled out and it has become inflammatory all right so they say keep the temperature a bit lower or opt for avocado oil which can withstand higher heat wow that's a twist that's a twist all right. Well, oh, boy, do we learn some stuff here. Sugary foods and drinks. Okay. They say sugar isn't always inflammatory, but high consumption of added sugar can certainly increase inflammation. They say that added sugar is also high in calories, yet low in nutrients which means consuming too much of it makes it easy to pack on excess pounds and obesity, which is associated with chronic inflammation. So the domino effect is what they're talking about. They're saying the American Heart Association recommends limiting daily added sugar intake to the equivalent of nine teaspoons per day for men or six for women. Okay, and they're warning us again, which is what we talked about last week, a single can of soda might have more than 10 teaspoons. So that means that if you drink that one can of soda, you have exceeded that nine teaspoon uh, limit. All right. Ultra. If it comes in a box or a bag, with a long list of ingredients, chances are it's inflammatory. They say high processed foods may trigger chronic inflammation by altering the composition of the bacteria that live in your gut. They say packaged foods often contain chemicals and other ingredients that are inflammatory. For instance, a lot of processed salty snacks are made with cottonseed oil. And since cottonseed is not a food, oh goodness gracious, it may be treated with toxic pesticides that are not normally permitted for use on produce. Cottonseed oil is also refined at very high temperatures which further creates an inflammatory product. Wow. And lastly, high refined carbs, cookies, 
crackers, white bread, and other refined carbohydrate products quickly spike your blood sugar, which triggers an inflammatory response as your body tries to bring blood glucose levels down to normal. So, they say instead of avoiding carbs altogether, focus on whole grains like quinoa or brown rice, which don't spike our blood sugar. Okay? Mm-mm-mm. So there goes <laughs> a whole lot of foods on your list probably. Okay? But for those of us who suffer from, you know, certain conditions that, are exacerbated by inflammation, we need to pay attention to this list. Okay? Alrighty. What are we talking about? Now, I actually realized that Friday I had some serious news stories. Wow. One of the things that I had and I think we are we have to definitely uh, talk about (laughs) you know be careful of your surroundings you know there was an American tourist who went to Thailand to promote his business here in the States. So, they say an American tourist filled up a fog machine with marijuana and blasted a street with smoke at a popular tourist destination in Thailand to promote his marijuana business here. So they're saying that the police had to get involved (laughs) when this young man actually exploded this fog machine at a beach resort, and it's known for its nightlife, and it's um, a big home now to cannabis dispensaries. Now... In Thailand, they just kind of made this cannabis legal. So I guess he thought of this bright idea to go there to promote, you know, his Kush Life business here in California that I don't have to tell you is centered around marijuana. And... It was all on Facebook, all on Instagram, and they say that he, you know, you know, put it in the air. How do you take a fog machine? Now, this man is 55 years old. So when I said young man, I was actually being sarcastic. 55 years old, and... They said that he went into this resort area, pulled out the smoke machine, the fog machine, spit out all this marijuana into the air, and 
they ended up arresting him and he claims that he didn't know it was illegal and he could not do that. He thought it was fine and um, they're saying since last June, dozens of cannabis dispensaries have set up shop in this particular area and he just went buck wild. Now, here's the difference about there and here. They're saying that in Thailand, smoking marijuana in public is a part of their public nuisance law. And it's punishable with a fine of $780 or three months in jail. And they're now tightening their regulations because they're saying people are busting out or it's all over the place. That's the same thing that they did here. As soon as they made, you know, um, the uh, the weed legal, everybody set up their trays and started selling. But I, I'm trying to figure out how this all you hear that it's okay and now you set up a, a, a tray I, you know I don't know well they're doing the same thing out in um, Thailand and they are not playing because they're not going to deal with all of this behavior unlike here in the state where you could just pull it out and smoke and it doesn't seem to have any law against it oh well, you know, talking about eating out, you know, when we were reading our little inflammation, information, you know, eating out, when they were talking about the deep fried foods and all of that, oh my goodness gracious, here at, uh, in Michigan, out at Olive Garden eating, a man is now suing. 54-year-old Thomas Howie. He filed a lawsuit after eating out with some friends. He said, I felt something stab me in the mouth and I wasn't sure. So first he thought it was a needle. And then he said when he tried to swallow, he realized an object was hooked to the inside of his mouth. And he ended up regurgitating over at the booth. Mm. He said he then spit the object into a napkin. Woo! Only to find that it was a rat, hairy, and clawed leg. Oh my gosh. He brought, he got, they called a manager over to the table. And they said that he uh, tried to take the rat's foot away. A second employee, they said who they believe was a manager, came over to the table and it's funny, we don't even put meat in the minestrone soup because that's what he had eaten when he claimed that this was in his mouth. So they called the police. When the police saw it, they ended up gagging 
He said he ended up going to the doctor to get a tetanus shot and some antibiotic mouth rinse. And he's had a hard time sleeping. He's uh, there's some other issues. He can't eat anything except for crackers. He suffered some serious anxiety and depression. He couldn't eat meat. So now he is suing for $25,000. Now, I'm be honest. If I couldn't eat, couldn't sleep, and all this, I'm sorry, that's worth more than $25,000. But maybe that's what he figured he could get. But, you know, I, I was thinking last night when I was going through this article, you know, he had a bowl of minestrone soup, and they kind of showed the, the bowl at a distance. And there was, you know, a bunch of noodles in the bowl. And I'm saying to myself, how do you go through your food to make sure that there's nothing in it? And I'm saying to myself, well, thing. You have a pot and you make soup. Where did that come from? Where did it come from? You didn't have just a leg. So I, I don't even know. All I know is we just went out to eat this weekend and I, I'm just like so sick. <laughs> I'm so sick. I don't even know what to even think. I'm just, uh. All right. Well, for those cat lovers out here, you know, people are really, really mean. And out in New Jersey, a man pled guilty for am- uh, to animal cruelty after he got angry, and it doesn't really say why, at his girlfriend's cat. And he ended up slamming the door and broke the cat's limbs point of no repair. So the poor little cat couldn't do anything after he slammed the, the door on the cat multiple times. So he is charged with third-degree animal cruelty, and fourth-degree aggravated assault. And they said it was two different incidences where he slammed the door on the cat. And they're saying that what made it bad was because prior to that, he had been charged with aggravated assault after pointing a BB gun replica 44 caliber revolver handgun at a man. So they were able to bring that up when he went to court. And they say that when he goes for sentencing in October, he can actually, you know, serve up to 365 days without the chance of parole, aggravated assault, and three years for the animal cruelty. Yeah. Now, here's the interesting part. We've seen them 
let people go for assault. But now you're going to go to jail for three. You could possibly go to jail for three years for this uh, cruelty to animal thing. Isn't that something? Well, you know, they always say that these animal lovers. Oh, boy. Well, they have this Jacksonville shooting that's all over the news uh, out uh, at Dollar General. And they say they've identified the individual who actually did the shooting. And there were three victims that were shot and killed out in Jacksonville, Florida. And they say that it's being investigated as a hate crime. And the the three victims, Angela Carr, 52, and Enol Laguerre, Junior, 19, and a Gerald Galleon, 29. And they're saying that Laguerre was actually an employee at Dollar General. And they said that this guy is 21 years old, the shooter. And they say he ended up taking his own life, another punk move. And he fired 11 rounds into the car, killing the woman, Angela Carr. And then he entered the Dollar General and shot and killed the two others. Now, they say he was wearing a tactical vest and mask and was armed with a Glock and an AR-15 style rifle that had SWAT stickers on it. You know, this, this again, is one of these senseless crimes. You know, 21 years old. You know, I'm going to tell you something, the, the sad part about these things. These shooters have not been older people. Most of these shooters are young people. And, you know, Shanti always says, I'm so tired of hearing about this mental illness and things like this. But i got to tell you, you know, this evil in this world is, you know, prevalent. And we cannot blame everything on um, mental illness, but you, it, 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 there is, there is part, partly that to blame. You know, it has to be. You know, part of of both sides of the fence. It is not all evil. It is not all mental illness. But it is what it is. And unfortunately, people are really, really, you know, these gun, this gun issue over these past few years is is horrible. It is really bad that they're not doing anything about this. And these killings are just going on and on. These people, they are, they are literally planning this. This is not something that... You just woke up one day and decided to do this. This stuff is planned. So we keep these families lifted in prayer. 
Oh, boy. You know, you looked at this news and all you saw was nothing but killings and all kinds of things. And I did, I try to find things that are a little different than our norm and something that I definitely want to talk about. And this one here took the cake for me. And I'm definitely looking forward to talking to my Geek Time crew about this particular article. So they have this Queen's caterer, and he's on a flight to um, Honolulu from New York City. So they say that Ron arrested Brooklyn on Tuesday after he allegedly repeatedly groped a man and they only identified this man as SD on a flight to Honolulu. Now, y'all gotta listen to this because I, I, I got some questions. And maybe you will too. So Juan was seated next to the victim and engaged him in small talk before shifting the conversation to the penis sizes of men in different countries. Okay. He then began groping the passenger before takeoff. And then be, then again, after the plane took off. On, grabbed the man's hand and tried to pull them into his own lap, despite SD repeatedly telling him that he was not interested and not this, and that he had life. <laughs> Y'all know Pastor Steph is going there. But before I go there, let me finish this stuff. In the flight, Juan used the bathroom, and when he returned, he pressed his shoulder into the man and aggressively grabbed his genitals. The alleged victim used the in flight touchscreen to get the attention of a steward. The flight attendant stated it looked as though SD was trying to control his anger and told the stewardess he needed to be moved away from his inappropriate neighbor. Juan tried to explain it away by claiming that it was a small seat and he was too big. The stewardess moved SD, who was on the brink of tears. And when she returned, Juan pretended like he didn't know English. So they say an arrest warrant was issued for Juan in August. Now, this took place in July. This flight took place in July. And he turned himself in at the FBI building in Brooklyn. All right. I'm on a flight. I sit next to a person. And this 
start before takeoff. And then again, after the plane took off. Can I tell you that there would not have been any plane taken off Stephanie How in the world do you let this plane start? You are not comfortable. Help me out. Somebody needs to help me out with this. Help me out. Help me out. Help me out out with this. So that's all I'm going to start with. So I'm going to, <laughs> I'm going to go to my due time crew and I'm going to start with my girl Tamika and see what she got to say. Good morning, Tamika. Monday, Monday morning. Good morning. How are you this morning? I am well, thank you. Boy, we haven't heard that in a minute. How are you? I'm doing well. I had to get it out. I had to get it out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, we're happy to have you on with us this morning. Thank you so much for joining us. Girl, let's get to talking about this New York City caterer we assaulted a married man on the flight. All right. Is there anything you hear that you want to flag in this story? I'm just trying to figure out how in the world it got to that degree. Like, as soon as you started the conversation, I would have been like, excuse me, um... Uh, uh, uh. Can I, I'm, you know, I, I'm going to get somebody. Somebody's going to come over. I, I don't want to talk about it, you know. And you proceed on. We wouldn't have gotten to that degree because I'm not going to be on the flight uncomfortable by you. You know, I remember uh, flying one time and um, I was sitting behind uh, a, a man and he put his computer as we started the flight and there was a young lady that was sitting beside him, and I kind of looked at her face. I don't know what caused me to look at her face, but she was uncomfortable. So, you know, I'm looking. I happen to look at his computer. He's watching porn sitting beside her, and she's completely uncomfortable, you know. And I'm, like, looking at her like, you know, you're not going to say anything. You're not going to do anything, you know. And eventually, I guess somebody or a couple of onlookers must have said, you know, this is not appropriate or they must have gave him a, a certain look, and eventually, but, I mean, it was a long time before he closed it. I'm not doing that. You know, everybody is yep. going to know that I'm uncomfortable. I'm going to scream. I'm going to holler. There's nothing wrong with my mouth. I'm going to scream. I'm going to holler. I'm going to start kicking chairs in front of me. We're going to get something situated. We're not, this flight is not going anywhere until you either reposition me or reposition him. We're not doing it. Oh, my goodness. I'm, I'm trying to figure out. When I read that part of it, I said, well, first of all, you know, I don't know. And we talk about this all the time here. See, this is one of the reasons why I don't want to talk. And the 
said, I'm on my way somewhere, and I don't know about you, I want to go to sleep. You know, a lot of times when you're finally able to travel, you know, that's like your relaxation time. It's like, ah, oh, I'm actually on my way. Whether it's business, pleasure, it doesn't really matter. You just, you know, you're like kind of relaxed. No, don't. That's why I, I get so mad now because even when you book your tickets together, you're not guaranteed to sit next to the people you know. And you can end right. up anywhere. So, I, listen, I get my seat. I close my eyes. There ain't no talking. Hey, hi, how are you? I look to the left, I look to the right, or I look to whatever. Hi, how are you? I'm closing my eyes. That's it. Now, people say, hi, go to sleep. You'll know what's going on. It's all right. I, I didn't pray. I prayed, Lord, you just have to cover this flight. You just have to cover this bus trip. You have to cover this train trip. Whatever I'm on, Tamika. But I'm not talking to people. Because how you get from we have a small talk to talking about the size of penises on men. Like you said, right then, that it's time for me to change my seat. Forget about stopping right. the conversation. It's time to change my seat, girl. What in the world is going on? I don't know. I don't this, know. I don't know. This is what why I travel like with headphones say? and a book. <laughs> yes. yes. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, Tamika, let's hear from your brothers in Christ. <laughs> and let's hear what they got to say. Because I'm sure they're going to have some interesting conversation, girl. So get your lap on right now. Because it's getting ready to go down. Uh, thank you again for joining us. Oh, uh, Brother Al, Brother Al, Brother Al, good morning. Good morning, Chop Chop of the morning. Chop, Cheetah Chop of the morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Brother Al, did you hear the whole story? I heard the whole story. The whole story. So a, cu- a couple of things come to mind. Um, yes, what you got? It makes me think that this. It makes me think that this. The the guy was pretty much down with it. Cause why you didn't say anything? He he didn't go to you or did whatever before the flight even took off, and you decided not to say nothing. Then when the flight go on, he do it again. Then you go to the bathroom and he trying to grab your private. So it makes me think that this guy was kind of down with it. You know, he going to say, oh, don't do that. I got a wife. I ain't got to explain to you what I got. Don't touch me. So it makes me think that, you know, mm. this guy might be a little bit with it. You know, because with me, it would have stopped, like you said, from the jump. All you would have heard from the back, man down, man down. Somebody come get a man down. What <laughs> 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 you would have heard. Yeah. I, but I'm explaining to you, oh, I'm married. Uh, he touched me and I go, oh, I got a wife. So that's telling me if I didn't have a wife, you okay with it. That's what I'm thinking. I ain't explaining Jack. Don't touch me. It's like I said, oh, man, man down. Man down to aisle six, C27E, man down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Brother Al, brother Al, brother Al. I found it. Interesting, like you said, you know, I'm reading the story and I'm saying he's had this inappropriate conversation with you, he's groped you, 
and all you're saying is I'm not interested talking right. to you while you groping me? There's time for conversation, brother Al. You are literally, exactly. you literally are putting your hands on me. And I'm now going to exactly. talk about I'm not interested. You know when you would have found out when I wasn't, that I wasn't interested, when I was, oh, I mean, you in your face. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'd have laid hands on him too. I'd have laid, I'd laid hands on him too. No, 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 brother Al. Yeah, I agree, man. Down, man, down. It would have been on. I tell you, it would have been no talking. It would have been no talking, brother Al. I don't know. They lost their minds. They lost their minds. Yeah, and 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 you know, like you said, when you really look at it, it seems like he might have been down with it. Cause you 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 explain the yeah. thing. He touched you. Oh, oh oh no, I'm not interested. I got on white. Why are you even tell them that he touching you inappropriately? Uh, right, right. What my wife had to do with this? Right. Only thing only thing I'd admit to my wife's name is when she had to come bail me out. Well, you got anybody you can call? Yeah, let me call my wife. I need her to come bail me out. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, I, I thought about the fact when they said he got up to go to the bathroom. So when he got up to go to the bathroom, you still didn't say anything? You still didn't say So even if, you know, you let all that go by, you, he got up to go to the bathroom, and when he came back, he still continued. You know why? Because before he left, you didn't say anything. That's why. So... I agree with you. There was exactly. an opportunity for him to stop this, <laughs> and he did it. And it, and it sounds like he might have went to the bathroom to freshen up. <laughs> you never know, because my thing is, when you went to the bathroom and he came back, you were still sitting there, and you hadn't alerted any of the, you know, flight attendants or anything. That listen, this man just went to the bathroom. Can you find me a seat? Because I, I, he's acting inappropriately, I need to be up out of here. You said nothing, even when he got to go up to the bathroom. You didn't even use that as an opportunity to, you know, say anything. So you know what? I I agree with you. It, whatever was going on was questionable as to his disagreement. So uh, we're gonna see what Pastor KL got to say about this, brother Al. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, let's oh, yeah. good morning. Pastor KL. Good morning, Pastor KL. Good morning, good morning, good morning. How are you today? Well, thank you. How are you? I am doing well as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us today. Oh, Pastor KL, we've got this story going on about this flight from New York to Honolulu which is a long flight past the KL. What do you say about this inappropriate business going on? I I, I think that the recipient was in the closet and didn't want nobody to know, didn't want nobody to out him. Because if if you're having all these conversations about you have a wife and this, first of all, if, if you're giving explanations, you know, saying instead of explicit, you know, we we have a problem. Right. So, so for for, right. for, for for that for that alone, you know, I think that that the perpetrator 
you know, saw something in him, you know, to, mm-hmm. listen, because mm-hmm. you, you know who, everybody knows who everybody is. You understand what I'm saying? You know, if you gay, yeah, you know who else is gay. And so, so, right. you know, he saw that and, you know, he, apparently he was in the closet. So he had to say, you know, I have a wife and, you know, it, what, what he really wanted to say was this is not the time nor the place. You know, holler at me later. <laughs> but he didn't. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so yeah. I, 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 I think he was in the closet. I think he was in the closet. <laughs> I agree you with know. you because that makes me wonder, Pastor Kale, what was that small talk? Because think about it. Think right. about it. Think about it. You sitting on the, you sit next to somebody, Pastor Kale, and, you know, let's because we've all been there. Know, you're sitting down, you sit on the plane, and somebody says, hey, how you doing? You say, well, you know, what, what brings you to Mexico? You know, and, and, and all kinds of conversations start. That's innocent conversations. How do you go from what brings you to Mexico to the size? So there was, so that makes me believe that there was something going on in that initial small talk made him comfortable enough conversation right 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 right, that's why i agree (laughs) with what you're saying now you you didn't say something to this man that made him you know uh understand that you know it it, it was on it was on and like you said maybe not right now maybe later Uh -uh. They, they had a conversation the guy made a joke the, rep- the recipient said, girl, you better stop. And then all of a sudden, he forgot. He said, girl, you better stop. And then, and then all of a sudden, the cat was out of the bag. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It was something in that initial conversation that took place that indicated that it was safe to talk about that, because you're not really going to come about no, you know, box talking about that. Nah, 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 nah. I, I, nah. I ain't buying all of that. So I, yeah. I agree with all three of you. You know, this is this is something that you indicated, and when he started making advances at you, because not only that, Pastor KL, um, Brother Allen, Tamika, before you took off, all of this took place before you even started the flight before you even took no 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 and i you know what else i'm, I'm thinking y'all wasn't as, as much as strangers as y'all want us to believe either Nah, i'm sorry this is this, this ain't no stranger 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 conversation <laughs> no, i'm sorry yeah. nah, somebody met before. somebody before yeah i'm not buying it this is no brand new person that you sit next to and all this going on? No, I think what may have happened on this flight and he was afraid that somebody was going to tell the wife. So that's why he ended up saying something. Because this, this is just too, no, 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 no. This is just too, no. I'm sorry. I ain't buying it. 
Well, thank you for in, in uh, for indulging me on our news story. Uh, I pulled up this article last week, and we just didn't get around to it. But I wanted to I wanted to talk about this today. They have these reasons why couples disagree. And, I, I, you know, I wanted to talk about this because I thought this would be quite interesting because sometimes people don't care about these things as much as others do. But, hey, let's see what the due time crew says. Well, one issue that they say comes up, not being, not being appreciated. The person feeling like they're not appreciated enough. How important is that, and, and would that start some level of disagreement for you, Tamika? Uh, I do believe so. You know, um, sometimes you, you just you just want to be able to be acknowledged, and a lot of times it doesn't it doesn't happen. Um, whether the person is um, focusing on something else, you know. I wouldn't say that for everything that you do, you need acknowledgement. But every now and then, you know, when you go, especially when you go the extra mile, you know, I remember um, uh, a long time ago in my former life, of course, um, I was dating this gentleman and he was talking about he didn't have time. You know, he didn't have time to handle his everyday affairs. So I took it upon myself, you know, um, considering that he had like loads of clothes. He just hadn't taken the time to wash them. I went out to um, wash literally everything he had. You know, when I tell you the bags and bags and bags, it looked like he had just went on vacation for years and just <laughs> forgot to wash clothes. So I took it on myself <laughs> to love. And, and it wasn't like, you know, um, I, I, he, the, the place where the laundromat was like a, a good way away. So I'm lugging bags. You know, I got a shopping cart. I got bags. I'm loading stuff, and I I put all the the clothes in the washing machine and did everything, and then came back and folded them. And everything was neat, you know, and and concise. All his colored clothes, one place, or white clothes in another place, and there was no thank you. There was no nothing. I mean, I'm sweating. I'm I'm exhausted by the end of the day, and and me going home, I was completely plumbed out, and there was no nothing, you know. And I'm like, you're telling me you don't have time, and I took it upon myself to do this for you. You know, the least you could say is thank you, appreciate, you know. Find some some kind of way to let me know that you acknowledged it, you know. So um, that was pretty much the beginning <laughs> of the end of that because then I realized, okay, you know what, you just expect, you know, and that's that's a rough thing when you expect that I'm going to do. You know, it, it, it's nice that I will do, but to expect it, that, that becomes a, a rough spot. Well, wait a minute. So you said that there was no acknowledgement, no nothing. So what did he say? Nothing, literally. <laughs> I mean, just went into the, I, you, you know, I, I told him where the clothes were. He just went right into the clothes and was like, started putting them, you know, in the drawers. And that was nothing. There was no, uh, you know, thank you for uh, knowing where the laundromat was and knowing you had bags of clothes. Nothing. Absolutely not. Wow. Wow. Okay. Wow. That, boy, what a, what, Wow. Wow, I mean, nothing. That's crazy. Oh, Brother Al, what does not being appreciated look like in your world? Something that you would consider not being appreciated. 
Oh, um, yeah, like when somebody if somebody do something for you. And I think I think what what happens is especially like when there's a a relationship, girlfriend and boyfriend, a husband and wife, and you know, one of y'all do something for each other. You get a lot of people feel that well, shoot, you my wife, you're supposed to do that. Or you my girlfriend, you're supposed to do that. Or you my husband, you're supposed to do that. And I think that's where the issue comes in at. You know, because of the fact that you're married or whatever, you know, the, the situation is, you know, even though me and Tamika is married, when she do something for me, I'm like, oh, thank you, sweetie, I appreciate it. And she does the same. And it makes you feel appreciated. It makes you feel like, you know what, I don't have a problem doing this because I know she appreciates it. You know, and it means a lot. So when you're doing stuff, and it's not being appreciated. You're like, wow. You're like, damn, you don't even say thank you. You know, like Tamika said, the incident with the clothes. Like, okay, you know what? I'll never wash your clothes again. You won't even say thank you. That's all I went through. You know, so it, 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 it strives you to, to continue to do nice things for that person because, they're, you know, you're knowing that they appreciate it. So it definitely means a lot because if you don't be appreciative, it won't get done again, I tell you that. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Pastor KL, you know, have you ever had a feeling? I, I'm going to throw this out on the opposite side. Have you ever done something and maybe look back and realize that you didn't appreciate something someone had done and, and maybe she said it and it caused an argument? And even if you didn't recognize it at that time, later on, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. you know, did you say, well, dang, you know what, I didn't realize that. I really didn't appreciate her. I, I can't say that that um that I have because I have a big stickler. You know, my, my children will tell you, you know, thank you means a lot to me. You know, when I do stuff, you don't have to pay me back as far as, you know, because I did it, you did it. You know, you do something or now you owe me. I, I don't need all that. A simple thank you. To show me that you appreciate means a whole. I mean, it, it means more than I've spent. If if it was it was if it was monetary, it means more than I've done if I helped move you. You know what I mean? Just to just to to hear you say thank you, you know that, that's a big thing for me. So I've I've always made sure that no matter what it was, whether it was a stick of bubble gum or I mean the littlest minute thing, you know I've always made sure to say thank you to let you know that I know that you went out of your way. And I appreciate you. Okay. Well, Pastor KL, if I've never said it before, please <laughs> let me publicly say thank you. Thank you for getting on the broadcast and sharing <laughs> all of your feelings and thoughts and expertise with us. Thank you, Pastor KL. <laughs> you're, you're quite welcome. Now if you if you could put a if you could put a check in with that thank you, I, I feel it so much better. Action is louder than oh, words. Oh my goodness. Okay, I'll find I'll find five cents to get this done. I'll find five cents to get this done. Oh my goodness. Another thing on this list is actually, you know, we're talking about uh, a situation 
that cause disagreements between couples. And I, I, I find this to be, this is a real interesting one because I saw this, or I kind of experienced this on the outside one time, talking to an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend or talking about, do that one because that's what I kind of got caught in the crossfire talking about an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend brother Al disagreement well you mean like if you bring up the person to do a cause of disagreement you say right you know they're saying that you know this is these are the causes of disagreement and you know I would mm-hmm. say um, I would add in they're saying talking to an ex-girlfriend or an ex-boyfriend, and I would just add talking about um, an ex-boyfriend or an ex-girlfriend. Should this, in your opinion, cause a disagreement? Hmm. I'm kind of on a fence with that because, you know, I do have ex-girlfriends that, that we we good people. You know, we don't talk every day. Once in a blue moon, there's a call. Hey, how you doing? How's things going? You know, so um, I think it becomes an issue if you're talking to this person every day or every time your conversation comes, oh, yeah, I, I remember when Sherry used to do that. Or, you know, I believe that can cause an issue. But um, like I said, I'm kind of on the fence with that. Okay, okay. Pass the KL. Should this cause a disagreement? Should this cause you to feel some kind of way, as they say on the street, you know, if this came up? I I think the only way it should cause uh, uh, discomfort is if you're trying to compare me to Tommy. You know, uh, Tommy used to do it like this. Well, there's a reason why you're not with Tommy no more. You know, or if Tommy did it so much better, you you might want to go back with Tommy, you know. But one thing that I've realized in these years is that Tommy ain't got no job. <laughs> you know, so if I was you, I'd stay with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I think it depends on, on how the ex is being brought up. You know, it could cause a, a, a discomfort in the relationship. Okay, okay, okay. Tanika. Um, I agree. Um with the gentleman, um, and also, you know, there, it, it all depends on that relationship, um, the current relationship as well as the past relationship, you know. Like, I'll, I'll give you a for instance, you know, um, Brother Al come in the house and I'm talking to uh, Tommy and all of a sudden, as soon as Tommy's, I, I got to go, <laughs> you know, Al just got home. That's the problem, you know. If you can't engage in the conversation while your current is, you know, in place, you know, that's number one, because that, that lets me know, that makes me feel that there's something underhanded, you know, and so my thing is, again, why are we talking every day, you know, uh, you had a child, or you had a situation, and we're having a conversation, you know, that's fine, you know, especially considering the fact if Al walks in the room, I should be able to continue to engage in the conversation. The fact that I can't or that I don't, that could be a determinant that there's something, you know, underlying that there's a situation there. You know, it could also be that, you know, um, the individual that you're currently in a relationship is jealous. You know, it all depends on the circumstance. You have to weigh your circumstance because every situation is different. Okay, okay. For the record, what y'all talking about? 
No, what y'all talking about? What would you call? What you calling for? So why is she calling you, or why are you calling her? If ain't no kids, and then no, I'm sorry. I know what y'all talking about. What what is it talk about? Y'all not together. Y'all didn't have to leave enemies or part enemies, but I, I don't see the point in talking. I'm sorry. No, that's going behind you. Then bye. See you later. Talk to you later. And I've seen this all the time. You know. I, there are people that I know, you know, they pile up all the exes, you know, they still talking and all kind of, th- no, I'm sorry. There's the yard, but no, 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 sorry. All right now. <sighs> Friends are hanging around more. Mm. Cause quite a bit of disagreement. Pass the KL. Here, your friend. I, 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 mm. my, 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 my ex or my, my just regular friends? No, we're talking about regular friends. Hello, you hear me? We talk, yes, I hear you. We're talking about regular friends. Oh, okay, yeah, I think, I think, I think that's a um, I think that's a problem. You know, once, once, once you get into a relationship and and you're trying to find each other or even in, in a marriage. You know, some some of them friends. I mean, you know, they, they they just shouldn't be around. You know, misery like company. And and if you're lonely, they want you to be lonely too. And if your friends are your friends, they should understand that. And you should understand that you're going into a different direction. You know what I mean? You're, you're trying to make something work with a partner. You know, you gotta you gotta put your boy boyish and your and your childish and you know your girlfriends have to have to. Stay over there at the club. I, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm trying to do something else. So, yeah, I think that, that can cause a lot of problems. First of all, I'm not feeding your friends. They come over, they want snacks, they want drinks, they want beer, they want all this stuff. I'm not doing all that. No, I want, when I go shopping, I'm not going shopping for me, you, and the friends because they might come over. No, they're going to be hungry. <laughs> oh, all right. Tamika, well, you know, this, this disagreement, this is very common. Or oh, the friends always hanging around. Or oh, you always going to go hang out with the friends. What, what are we saying about that? We've often talked about boundaries and parameters. You know, you don't have any parameters. Every time I turn around, you know, Tyrone is hanging around. Why, what is it about Tyrone? And why? Tyrone's still here? Wasn't he here yesterday? Wasn't he here last week? Did anything change between that week and this week that Tyrone is still there? You have to set some boundaries and parameters. There's some us time and there's some hang time and know which one is the difference. You know, if I'm sitting here and we watching TV or we're laughing and giggling, Tyrone is calling again. Did Tyrone, didn't Tyrone just leave here? You know, or, you know, we're having a good time and laughing and giggling. All of a sudden, the doorbell rings. Tyrone again. Yes, that can definitely cause some issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brother Al, brother Al. Friends always hanging around. Uh, yeah, I, I'm just going to ask one question. Why is Luella over here all the time? That's all I want. <laughs> Why is Luella here? You can't be here. That's gonna cause mm. an issue. It definitely. And and what's so funny? The 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 friend that hangs around 
all the time is the one that's single and ain't got nobody. Yeah. So you got nothing to do okay. but just be over here in our relationship and in our business. No, go home. Okay, I'll come in, i see you, I'm going to take you home. Hey, Luella, how you doing? <laughs> Certainly looks like rain. You should go home before you get wet. <laughs> yeah, okay, you got to go. <laughs> oh, goodness. Start goodness. yawning and stuff. <laughs> you got to go. You know, I I look at these TV shows or movies or something like that. You know, I don't get a chance to look at TV much. But when I do, I have a problem when I'm looking at a show and, you know, he or she is married, especially the women, and they show more of the women. And every time you turn around, she's sitting up at the house. And I say to myself, you don't have a life. Go find one. When your best friend has now gotten married, go find a life. Go find another single friend or something like that. You you don't feel uncomfortable. And my thing is up to you as the person in the relationship to speak up. You know, we, we're trying to figure out why Mary doesn't have you know, the wherewithal to figure out that why she just shouldn't be always hanging around or calling. Well, guess what? If you wouldn't allow it all the time, then Mary would figure it out. If you would tell Mary, you know what, let me go pay attention to my husband or to some of this housework or let me go pay some bills or something, then she would get the hit after a while. But if you continue to let this go on, then Mary ain't going to find no boundaries. Oh, goodness gracious. All right, here's one that definitely um, comes up a lot, and that's talking your your private information, telling our business. Uh, Tamika. Oh, that's a problem, you know, um, especially in marriages. You keep that thing sacred, you know, because there's there's plenty of things that happen. You know, sometimes you have a disagreement. You decide to tell such and such that that situation, and then what ends up happening is they start looking at the loved one kind of side eye because of something that happened. Now you don't resolve the issue. You know, you've come, you've had your conversation, and it's been resolved. However, the person that you told when you were angry, you know, is still looking at boo boo, you know, sideways because of that conversation. They haven't healed. You know, and so it's easier to just, you know, tell your issues to God and let him work it out, you know, as opposed to telling somebody else. And then, you know, because God has a, a way of making it sweet, you know, whereas people have a tendency of making it bitter. Mm. All right, Brother Al, Brother Al. Talking, talking, talking. Yeah, be quiet. Talking too much. <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 um, what I've seen a lot was sometimes the women, a lot of talking, you know, one of the biggest mistakes is, and I've had it actually happen to a friend is you got this girl female, she's your best friend and you telling her what going in your bedroom. So she's sitting there going, Hmm, really? Okay. All right. Now she's seeing some things a little bit different, you know? So and keep your mouth closed. Or you telling your friend, oh, well, me and Al, we had an argument, and you tell them, but again, you tell them one side of the story. That's your story. So now your friend looking at me sideways, you know? So the biggest thing, 
keep your mouth closed. All righty, all righty. Pass the KL. I, I think, I think, and, and this is a whole nother twist to this thing, that people don't realize who their friends is until they, their friends find somebody. And then you find out that they're not really happy for you because my homegirl is gone, my cut party, my cut partner is gone, you know, and now you're telling everybody how, how happy you are, you know, so now jealousy raises up, you know, and now I don't like you because my girlfriend is too happy and she don't have time for me. You know, a lot of times you realize who was in your corner you know what I'm saying, when, when when we're not in the corner together anymore or on the corner together anymore. You know, so that that, that can be a great distraction in your in your relationship because now you're trying to figure out, hey, you know, why 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 Tamika acting like this? And I'm taking time away from my relationship because I'm so concerned about Tamika because I didn't think she would do this to me or react to me this way. Mm, wow. Okay, what a thought. That's a thought. That latter part is, is something that makes a whole lot of sense. I, I have a question, and one of you kind of touched on it. And I remember years ago hearing, you know, they said, never talk about, never tell your friends about the bedroom business. That's just something that I don't care how tight you are. I don't care how close you are. I don't care how long y'all been friends or what the relationship is, cousin, sister, you know, girlfriend, it doesn't matter, my boy. You don't talk about your bedroom business. Did you ever hear that, Tamika? Do you agree? Oh, my life. <laughs> that was the one thing that you you don't talk about. Even in dating, you know, that I was always told, mm-mm, that's not something that you talk about. And and it's it's the funny thing about that is, is, is when, we, when we look at it, in some situations, you know, um, we've seen situations where, you know, a couple is together and then all of a sudden that one of the individuals is now dating that person's best friend. How did that come about? Um, because you had to have filled that person um, with information, guided information. Oh, he does this, and oh, she does that, you know. And, and as far as you know, you think, oh, well, I'm just airing it, you know, my conversation. It might be something, let's just say, for instance, um, it's something that I don't like, but I'm telling my best friend, and she's like, oh, well, he does that, you know, and it's something that she likes. Now you've opened her up to something that, Inside information that she didn't have access to and she didn't need access to. What's the purpose of you telling her anyway? You know, and so um, that now all of a sudden you're trying to figure out what's going on. Now the best friend is now dating your your ex. And how did that come about? You put that in there. You opened up the door and, and she walked through it. All righty, all righty. Brother Al, did you ever hear that thing? And... What do you think about that? Oh yeah, I heard that. I've heard that saying a lot as well. But uh, and you know, and I hate to say it like that, but most of the time it's the women going out to us. Men don't go do that because we already know. <laughs> we already know. You go tell your friend, man, she did such and such, and they looking like, oh really? Mm-hmm. Okay, all right. So most of the time, like I said, we don't men. We don't. Oh no, we ain't telling telling our friends that. 
you know, but I've have heard that all the time, you know, and it mostly been towards women. Hey, look, don't tell them what's going on in that room. You know, so yes, I've heard it. Okay, okay. Coffee KL. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm in agreement with with with, with them both. Um, and and brother Al hit it on on the nail. Listen, if if we talk about what we did in the bedroom with with, with a woman, we ain't really interested in her. If we talk about how we smashed and all that stuff, you just a booty call, and this is just our barbershop talk, if you will. You know what I mean? Because somebody that we really oh, yeah. care about, we we not we not telling. We not this this is something between her and I. Now, women, they get all giddy because they've been hurt by so many men. So when they finally get somebody who's nice to them, they want everybody to know what they did and the flips and the chandeliers and all that stuff. And, again, everybody is not your friend. So now you've got something better than me. Now I need to find out if, if one, if he's really loyal to you because that's the thing they want to throw up. Girl, he ain't loyal to you. And, and this is why I did it. This is why I went after your man, just to prove to you that he ain't really loyal to you. I'm a real friend. Now, you don't got smashed. She got smashed. You know what I mean? But but you did it because you wanted to prove to her that he ain't what you thought he was. Mm, I've actually heard the, the, what, you're, what you're saying. Um, all three of you, but Pastor KL, I've actually heard, you know, people say, well, you know, I was doing that because I just wanted to show you, you know, that he wasn't mm-hmm. trustworthy. And I'm like, wow, okay, interesting, interesting. <laughs> ah. All right, one of the other issues we're talking about that starts a whole lot of disagreement, how you spend your money. What Al? spend our money. Spend our money or her money? <laughs> our money. Our, our money. Okay. That's no, why yeah. making a oh, yeah, we got it. All right, beautiful, beautiful. Yes, that, oh, that definitely caused a problem. You know, you got a person who loves to order things, and every time I turn around, Amazon ringing the doorbell, and I'm looking in their account, and why the lights are flickering, because you ain't paid the bill because you're ordering stuff. What's wrong with you? <laughs> that gonna that gonna be an issue, you know. Oh you know, yeah, that definitely gonna be an issue. All righty, Pastor KL. How we how you spending our money? Well, if you're ordering candles, then then I guess you 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 know something is about to happen. You got a lot of candles in your house. You know you what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't care how pretty they smell. If you see too many candles come in the house, lights are going out. But I, I, I think on the serious side, it's, it's kind of important because if, if, if you're looking in an account and you think that you got this, you know, say, and you're stirring up for rainy days and it seems like it's flooding every day, every day there's a flood, then we got problems because we have nothing left. You know, how, how we, how are we trying to build this future or trying to, uh, build goals together if you keep on dipping you know the more i put in the more you take out the more i put it one for you two for me you know there's going to always be a problem that way because there's no consistency yeah. all righty all righty tamika 
how you spending our money. Amen. Hmm, serious problem, you know. We're trying the best, you know, our best to save for a rainy day or, you know, have a nest egg. You know, we, we, we have a future, you know, and we're in the store and, you know, ooh, look, uh, uh, a devil egg holder. Ooh, do we need a devil egg holder? <laughs> Yeah, you know, you, you got these little gadgets, you know, we talked about it in the past, you know, this gadget that's supposed to stir the soup around, you know, we got this gadget here and it's, it's, it's spinning around and it gets lodged in the corner. It don't even stir the scoop, soup good. You got to keep coming back every five minutes to stir it again because, you know, half of the soup is on one side because the hand is caught, you know, and you got to put that back. No, don't spend the money. What? Oh, look, an egg holder. What do we need an egg holder? Is something wrong with your fingers? You can't slice the eggs so that, you know, it's always an egg slicer. Do we need an egg slicer? What benefit is it? And now we're sitting here in the dark, Yeah, but you got an egg slicer. So go ahead and get in there and get get, get some eggs going while we're sitting in the dark. Does that make sense? You know, you got to have feasible, you know, stuff that makes sense. Spending and saving, you know, you got to be able to have put a cap on it. Put that back so that we can have some light. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. So we're not sitting in the dark. Oh, my God. Now, Pastor Steph, we, we, we just talked about television. Why are you on the phone telling business? Why are you on the phone telling business? Why are you on the phone? We just talked about telling business. Pastor Carroll, Pastor Carroll, am I right? Pastor Carroll, am I right? We just talked about telling business. And she just right on here and tell the world business. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, 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 brother Al, brother Al. Now, now I'm looking at you yeah. a different way. I'm looking at you a different way, brother Al. Now you got Now you got and Pastor Seth. Everybody from Cambodia looking at me different now. Hey, did you really need that devil egg turner? Did you did you really need the devil egg turner? I want to know. Do you even make devil devil eggs? You mean you don't have a gadget that peel potatoes? You ain't got a gadget that peel potatoes? <laughs> no, I, I got one of those too, but I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I got Pastor Steph, Pastor Kale, and all the people in Cambodia looking at me different now. This is what I'm talking about. We just talked about selling business. We just talked about it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, all right, 
brother. Uh, we won't look at you different tomorrow. <laughs> we won't look at you different on another day. Uh, but today, I'm sorry, we looking at you cockeyed. All right, we got like we got two minutes. We got two minutes. Tell us the stupidest argument you've ever had with your with your partner. It doesn't have to be with a current partner. Just stupid. That's the stupidest argument you've ever had. Uh, go ahead, Tamika. I'll start with you. I got accused of dating someone else. Um, I went away um, on a Thursday. This was in college. I went away on a Thursday, and I spent time with my aunt over the weekend. So I left Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And my phone, ironically, at the same time had gone off. And um, I didn't know it. I, I, I apparently must have forgotten to pay the bill. So my boyfriend at the time was calling me, you know, over and over and over. And something with the system didn't tell him that my phone was out of service. It just kept ringing. You know, and I couldn't make any outbound calls, but I could receive inbound calls. It was weird. It was back then when things weren't completely right. So he accused, he saw somebody that looked like me that was with somebody that I used to date. And instead of him confronting the female, he said he saw me from a distance and he knew I was with this individual. And I was like, but I was okay over the weekend. Ask my I'm not calling on. I'm not asking her anything because she'll vouch for you. She's going to lie for you. And it was just so ironically funny because I actually did eventually see the female that he was talking about. We were kind of shaped alike, you know, back then everybody had a jerry curl. So, you know, she kind of looked like me. But I said to him <laughs> later on when I saw him and her, I said, is this the girl that you assumed was me? He was like, oh, it was a distance and it was dark. And, you know, then he tried to kind of, you know, make all these, you know, gestures and trying to excuse himself. I said, you, if you saw me somewhere, why didn't you confront who you thought was me? He was like, well, I, you know, see what had happened. You know, whenever you hear, see what had happened, there's a full lie coming right behind that. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. Brother Al, the stupidest disagreement you've ever had. Wow. Uh, it's a few, but one that sticks out to me that happened when I went to college and I, I met this girl and we was going out. And, you know, I always ask him, are you seeing somebody or whatever? She told me she wasn't seeing nobody. So me and her going out, we went to the movies. We went to get something to eat. We basically went on a double date with me, her, and my boy and her sister. And we out having a good time. And I'm noticing that she's the only one that's not laughing. I'm like, well, what, what's, the, what's your problem? Why are you not laughing? Come to find out, she was dating this guy, but she broke up with him. But he said, no, we're not broken up. She like, she was, we're broken up. And he was like, no, we're not. So this dude was following us. He, he got in the movies. He sat in the back with shades and hats on. We went to the diner. Yeah, I'd never seen him before, so I didn't know who he was. And, and we got to a big day. I'm like, yo, what the fuck? She's like, oh, but I broke up with him. I said, but he don't think it's over. So if he don't think it's over, it's not over. And, you know, me and the dude almost got into a fight because he came at me. I'm like, yo, you can have it. I don't care. But now you cross the line, bro. It's going to be a situation. So that was just like, like the craziest. I'm like, if you if, if just have to understand that. You can say we've done. But if the guys say we're not done, it's not over yet. It's an issue. So that was crazy. This dude was playing spy hunt. Hiding in bushes, 
you know, it's, it's 200 degrees outside. He got a trench coat on with hat and shades. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we got to a big thing about that. I was like, oh, yeah, you gone because I ain't, ain't going to have that. So that was like one well, of my craziest. On another episode. Well, on another episode, you're going to, another show, you're going to have to explain to me how if I say it's over, but you don't think it's over, it's not over. You're going to have to break that down to me. Um, okay. We, okay. Get that concept. Yeah. Then we don't, we, we, okay. we may even tackle that on Friday. Uh, Shantice, write that down because oh, I okay. won't remember. But yeah, I need some elaboration on that so we can get that, um, some clarity on that. Uh, thank you for okay. that story. Pastor KL, what you got for us? The stupidest disagreement you've ever had. Well, the dumbest disagreement I ever had is I took my car to get it serviced and I came to work. You know, I don't know if they do it in New York, but when you take your car to get serviced, they have someone who, who drives you either home or, you know, to your place of work. So I, I came to work. So the person I was with at that time uh, came to the job but didn't see my car. They didn't come in the job. They just came to the job, didn't see my car. And then they said they saw a woman driving my car. So, of course, my phone was getting blown up. And no, you're not at work. Your car ain't at work. I was just there. I said, but you didn't come in. Somebody driving, or she didn't say somebody, she used some explicits, is driving your car. And I want to know who this da-da-da-da-da-da-da is. I said, well, I don't know unless it's the mechanic at the shop because that's where my car is. So from that day on, I've always had personalized plates. Because if, if somebody's in my car, wow. you don't know it's me because my, my name is on my plates. So from that, I mean, I've been having personalized wow. plates now for about... 21 years. So, yeah. People don't realize, wow. you know, other wow. folks drive the same car. Wow, wow, wow. Okay, okay. Interesting. <laughs> uh, well, thank you for that story. Well, as always, the Duke Tom crew comes through. Thank you for your contribution into today's conversation. And we pray you have a blessed day. You as well. You as well. Have a blessed one, everyone. Oh, yeah. right. Thank you. Thank you. All righty. Wow. It's the top of the hour pretty much. And you know what time it is on a Monday. Let's hear from Shantice as we get the switch tip this week. Good morning, Shantice. Good morning. I'm fine, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. What you got? Today, I have the switch with Shantice. Will we make the switch from the streets to our God we seek. And our switch tip 161 is don't get turned over to the wrong one. We understand that we either belong to God or we can choose who follow our own way and belong to ourselves. Well, we're not really belonging to ourselves. We're belonging to the enemy is one or the other. We know of the verses where God talks about being lukewarm, either hot or cold. 
Did you try to straddle the fence and be in the middle, meaning when you try to be for God at 5 o'clock, but at 5 o'clock and 30 seconds, you're for the devil. Ultimately, you're for the devil because God says, I vomit you out. So he rejects you because you have rejected him. And when we understand what it means for God to choose us, for Jesus to have us, um, it's, it's you understand and realize how blessed you are. And if you have not read John chapter 17, please make it your business to read it this week because that is Jesus' prayer to God on our behalf. And I read it before a few years ago and reading it again recently. It definitely hit me in a different way. But John 17 verses 9 through 12b in the message version reads, I pray for them. I'm not praying for the God-rejecting world, but for those you gave me, for they are yours by right. Everything mine is yours and yours mine, and my life is on display in them. For I'm no longer going to be visible in the world. They'll continue in the world while, while I return to you. Holy Father, guard them as they pursue this life that you conferred as a gift through me. So they can be one heart and mind as we are one heart and mind. As long as I was with you, was with them, I guarded them pursuit of the life you gave through me. And this is Jesus praying to God again on our behalf about how God turned us over to Jesus. And of course, you know, we know that God gave his only begotten son so that he can save the world. And when, again, you understand that God knows we don't know what we're doing on our own and that we do have to make a choice and God could easily just by default because of the fall of man just leave us to our own devices and leave us to the enemy he chooses each of us he calls us by name and hands us over to Jesus because he has entrusted us to Jesus and because Jesus has completely submitted himself to God even still today Jesus knows exactly what to do with us but now when we decide to tell God that we know what we're doing and we are independent from him and we don't need him, we play a very, 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 very dangerous game and we now take the risk of God turning us over to the enemy. And when you understand that God owns it all, you understand that you don't have the control that you think that you have. So Psalm 81, 11 through 12 in the Amplified Version reads, but my people would not hearken my voice and Israel would not have none of me. So I gave them up to their own heart lust and let them go after their stubborn will that they might follow their own counsels. Now, there are two fathers that you can choose. You can choose the one and only living God, Father in heaven, or you can choose the father of lies to counsel you, to lead you, to instruct you. Please do not try to kid yourself and think that there's a third person you can follow, which is yourself, because you're either going to follow right or wrong. God has the ability to only do right. The enemy has the ability to only do wrong. So ultimately, you are choosing between those two. Romans 1, verse 21 in the Amplified Version reads, Because when they knew and recognized him as God, they did not honor or glorify him as God or give him thanks. But instead, they became futile and godless in their thinking with vain imaginings, foolish reasoning, and stubborn speculations. I'm sorry, stupid speculations. And their senseless minds were darkened. Verses 28 through 32. And so, since they did not 
see fit to acknowledge God or approve of him or consider him worth the knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or decent, but loathsome, loathsome meaning causing hatred or disgust, until they were filled with every kind of unrighteousness, iniquity, grasping and covetous greed and malice. They were full of envy and jealousy, murder, strife, deceit and treachery, ill will and cruel ways. They were secret backbiters and gossipers, slanderers, hateful to and hating God, full of insolence, insolence meaning rude and disrespectful behavior, arrogance and boasting, inventors of new forms of evil, disobedient and undutiful, undutiful meaning disobedient and disrespectful to parents. They were without understanding, consciousness, and faithless, heartless, and loveless, and merciless. Though they are fully aware of God's righteous decree that those who do such things deserve to die, they not only do them themselves, but approve and applaud others who practice them. So let's make sure we are making the switch from being turned over to the wrong one by following the wrong one, by allowing the wrong one to counsel us, by taking on the persona of the wrong one and making sure we are choosing God's ways, choosing to be obedient, choosing to fight, persevere, and endure all of us that God is trying to turn us all away from the evil to making sure we are being turned over to Jesus so that we can live not only life, but life abundantly. Thank you, Pastor Steph. Thank you, Shanti's One more time for that switch tip title. Don't get turned over to the wrong one. Amen. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Thank you, you too. All right. Don't get turned over to the wrong one. Wow. Let's get that benediction. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. That's Psalm 121, 7 and 8. Listen to that promise. The Lord will keep you from all harm. He will watch over your life. The Lord will watch over your coming and going both now and forevermore. You know, there's some comfort in knowing that, you know, this is a promise from God. And, you know, when we turn our lives over, you know, we get spit out over into the hands of the enemy, we don't have those, you know, those type promises. You know, and, and let me let me help you with something that's like real that's real bad. You know, the Bible tells us that the enemy actually presents himself as an angel of light. Now, that's something that you need to pay attention to because if, you, if you're presented with something that appears to be an angel, eventually there's going to be some transition into who it he really is, or conversion into who he really is, at the end of the day, that light will definitely go dim. Because remember now, it's only short term. He is not an angel of light. He just presents himself as an angel of light. So therefore, at any given moment, 
you can now put your hopes into, you know, something that's false and something that's not long-term. So if you get turned over or if you run to the other side and you decide to park there, then what are you, you know, what are your chances of being covered properly? It's a lot of heartache, a lot of disappointment, a lot of lies. You know, he is the father of lies. He has always been a father of lies. So what do you really have to put in to something or someone that can't give you longevity. You know, that's not the way we choose a partner. You know, we just definitely talking about disagreements. You know, you need to pay attention to those disagreements before you even get married. Because if those disagreements are that, you know, fickle, you know, nothing substantial, or if you can't figure out a way to work out those disagreements, then that's not a person you really need to sink your teeth into and get married. Well, what do you think you're doing when you marry the father of lies? Marry that one who appears to be the angel of light. That's only going to go away after a while. It's it's, it's false. And you don't want to put your yourself in the hands of a person who's going to disappoint you or let you go or build you up to only let you down, well, then you need to think about that on a higher level. I don't want to, you know, give myself over to the enemy or be turned over to the enemy who has nothing for me when I have at all times the, the, the possibility of being with God, God who is someone who can give me everything. My father is rich in houses and land. And when I say rich, I'm not even talking about money or tangible things. I'm just talking about someone who can answer all issues. When we get down and out and we don't know which way to turn, what are we going to do? You don't have the answer all the time. You know, I woke up this morning with a heavy dilemma, and I was like, wow. And I was a little distracted um, when I got on the broadcast, and then after a while, the Lord kind of, you know, settled that issue for me. And I give God thanks because, you know, how, if, if I gave myself over to the father of lies or gave myself over to the enemy, then what would I have? I would not even have any level of hope. And that would have continued to be a dilemma. But I, I was able to actually say, all right, God, this is on you. Because if this is what you want, if this is your will, if this is your way for my life, then guess what? It's on you. So if you decide to give it or take it away, it's because you've got a, you've got a plan. And I've got to follow that plan. But I've got to figure out what am I going to do? Am I going to sit and just die on the vine? Or am I just going to, am I going to hold on to you and make this thing happen? 
because I'm going to put you in my pocket as my ace. And this is my ace. God is my ace. So you don't want to be turned over to the enemy because there is nothing substantial or nothing long-term that's going to turn out positive. And that's the one thing that you can really put your hope in. And you can put your hope into the Lord when things seem down and out and, you know, you can't figure out what you want to do. Then guess what? That's what you're going to have to make sure you you lean on. Lean on God. You will never go wrong. You've been listening to It's Due Time with Pastor Steph. Join us Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. where we discuss matters of the heart, mind, and spirit. As you go through your day, be sure to set your mind on things that are above, not on things that are on the earth. They will only serve as a distraction. Remember, prayer changes things. It's Pastor Steph signing off, and I want to thank my Due Time crew big time. Thank you for hanging out with us today and helping us do what we do. Please do not miss this opportunity to give your life to Christ right now. Please do not miss the opportunity to strengthen your relationship with the Lord right now. Ah, because later is not promised to any of us. Until tomorrow, God says, where it's Let's Talk About a Tuesday Church Folk Day. Amen. Thank you.